My name is Xavier Tapia, calling from the state of New Mexico from the United States. I listen to Israel National Radio almost on a daily basis. I believe they have the most up-to-date news in the world that has to do with the Middle East and the surrounding areas. Hope everybody listens. Shalom and welcome to all of you lovers of Hashem, His Torah, and Israel. I'm your co-host Ray Patterson here on Noahide Nations, and let's all say hello to Adam. Hey Ray, how you doing? Adam, I'm doing well. You doing okay? I am doing so okay. If I'm doing any better, I'd be like Mar- Marvin the Martian after you blew up the uh, moon. So, pretty excited. Okay, well, I'm not uh, familiar <laughs> with Marvin. We'll have to talk later. There you go. But uh, today we've got kind of a special show, and it's special from the standpoint that our listeners are the ones that have really prompted this, and we're looking to do quite a bit more of it, and I'm going to be asking for your help in a minute. But to kind of lay it out for you, our listeners are very enthusiastic about hearing the journeys, the, the stories of other Noahides like them. And I think this is a marvelous idea, and I appreciate and thank all of those who have been sending in emails on this particular issue because I think it is an important issue. Oftentimes we're out there feeling like like we're alone, Adam. I mean, you know, it's just... Yeah, sometimes it's like, uh, well, it's easy to feel like you're your own island when uh, you look around there and you don't really live near anybody or know anybody who, who who's, you know, on your same path. So this gives people, I think, a um, sense of connection. Exactly. And, and I think that is a worthy purpose because it does help us unify a little bit. I mean, uh, it lets others know that, gosh, you know what, I'm not alone. It's a, it is a long journey. It's a, a struggle oftentimes. There's a great many joys with it because you, you have now found the truth. You have made your way to the truth over what for a lot of people is a very, very difficult road. And now that you're here, it seems that a lot of us, including myself, just thoroughly enjoy hearing how people got here. And we want to continue to do this as, a, as an ongoing series. It's not going to be an every week thing, but we want to encourage you folks who are Noahides who would like to share your journey with Adam and I and our listeners to feel free to send an email and letting us know who you are so that we can contact you and kind of get some information from you and see if we can't go ahead and get you on for an interview. So please send those emails to noahide at israelnationalradio.com. And in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and and bring our wonderful guest in. I've known this wonderful lady for a number of years. I think you have too, haven't you, Adam? Oh, yeah. Well, Andrea is our guest, and she is a longtime Noahide, but has indeed traveled the same journey and the same path that many of us have. And we want to go ahead and bring her on to the show now and introduce her to you. Andrea, are you still with us? 
Shalom, I am. Hi, Adam. Hi, Ray. Hey, Andrea. Shalom, Andrea. It's so good of you to come on with Adam and I so that we can chat a little bit about your journey. I know a lot of folks, uh, I've had an opportunity for a long time now to uh, probably share more than my share of the journey. So (laughs) I I know that Adam... I'm sure everybody's getting tired of me going on and on about it, too. So, uh, you know, I think they're ready to hear someone else's origin story, if you will. It'll be a bit of a refresher for everybody. And I think it's a a wonderful idea and we just appreciate you coming on board so let us thank you in advance for doing that so well, believe now, me, it's an honor I'm, I'm glad to do it oh well as are we and i think our listeners will be a little bit closer to you as well because they get a chance to hear from another noahide you know it's funny uh, I, I think back of a number of the calls that uh, i've had to make is you know the uh, with noahide nations speaking with noahides and they might have been having an issue with the website or you know couldn't get into the Torah Learning Center or what have you, and I've had to make that phone call. Invariably, uh, I have, I've had a number of people tell me at the end of the conversation, Ray, I'm, I'm so thankful that you called. You're the first Noahide I've ever spoken to. <laughs> so believe me, you, you folks aren't alone out there. And just to, to demonstrate that, we're going to be talking with Andrea here. And Andrea, I mentioned that you've been a, a long time Noahide, which a lot of folks really don't know what that means these days. So maybe you can share with us how long you've been a Noahide. Well, uh, I really became aware that I was, I suppose, in probably around 1993. Through the mercies of Hashem, I had been raised a Christian and was very proactive in in our Christian walk, but uh, never could quite be satisfied in in the church, although it, this sounds like a paradox, but I had no idea that I wasn't following the truth, and yet I wasn't satisfied. Something inside of me kept tipped on over my shoulder and looking for something more, and I didn't know what it was. But in how about the how about the truth? <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's what I was searching right. for, but I never realized that I wasn't living the truth because I had been raised to believe that that the Christian Bible was the truth. So. It was. I did not know that for which I. I did not know where to find the truth that I was searching for. Let me put it that way. Well, you know, Andrea, you're you're half right. The Christian half the Christian Bible was the truth. The the Christian Bible does contain <laughs> some truth. Absolutely, <laughs> it, it does. It does, but only if it's reflected on what came first. <laughs> right, and once you get to the point that you got to, you're better off getting a, a humash anyway, a Hebrew humash. Where, uh, well, it, that's what I decided. You know, someone told me once that uh, use this analogy of if, um, if a doctor gave you some medicine to, to, for your health and it had 99% uh, pure ingredients and 1% poison, <laughs> would you take it? <laughs> well, no, thank you. I don't believe I need the poison. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds very close to a vandalism. I think that's uh, how pharmaceuticals operate in this country anyway, isn't it? I mean, in order to to, to patent uh, an item, I, I don't know. I have to look that up. But anyway, so you've been a, a Noahide for, for quite a while. Uh, yeah. how, how many years do you think it's been? Almost 15 now. Holy cow. You've wow. Been, you've been around for a while. And I have to tell you, when we first started this journey, uh, there weren't so many books or websites or uh, things to help, and certainly not rabbis, but Hashem and His mercy knew all that, and um, it's it's been quite quite a, a walk so far. So you've been you you were basically a pioneer of pioneers. We've been called that, yes. 
I, I, perhaps Hashem knew that, that I'm, I'm a very pragmatic and stubborn person, and, and I don't, <laughs> once I get hold of truth, I just don't let go. And uh, so, yes, he's given me the privilege of being one of the pioneers, I suppose. Well, that's great, and I'm, and I'm willing to bet not only were there no websites and very very little in the way of books, uh, there probably was no radio station that carried an Ohio show either. Absolutely so, not. <laughs> we have come a long way. That, that by no means was a, a shameless plug, or was it? <laughs> it was a plug, not shameless. <laughs> well, you know, I have to tell you, one of the things that uh, there, there's so many things in, in our, our past but most of our Gentile friends began to convert to Orthodox Judaism as we realized the truth. But my husband and I did not feel like we were in a position to do that. And so we began to try to find a rabbi that would teach us what we needed to know as, as Gentiles. What was your reason for uh, thinking that you weren't able to make that step? Was it, was it more of a life situation or was it... Uh, something internal? What was going through your head? What was Well, really, it was multifaceted. For one thing, we have uh, four married children with children of their own, our grandchildren, who we raised to be Christians. And we realized that if we converted to Judaism, the separation issues would make it very difficult. They didn't understand what Mom and Dad were doing anyway. <laughs> and yeah. had we gone ahead and, and embraced Orthodox Judaism... There are some separation issues that would have made our family life very difficult. Sure. And it's been difficult as it is with us remaining Gentile and being following the Torah as it applies to us. Um, it, it, there's very... Andrea? ...separation to, to mild irritation. And um, that's where we are right now. I, that's after we're in. That's not the end of the book. But... We, we saw, for one thing, that if we did, as I say, separation. Also, my husband and I are of such an age that, well, my husband looked at the responsibilities and duties and obligation of a Jewish man mm-hmm. and how serious they are and how complex they are. And his question was, will I be able to do this fully and bring honor to Hashem's name, or will I become just another Jew that doesn't keep the Torah? And that's, you know, it's mm. like... What? How would that bring honor to Hashem's name? How would um, there just were several issues, and, well, and those those are two of the main ones: family and the responsibility of taking on that obligation. Well, you know, I've got to say that your your husband, I think, was very wise in his uh, in what he said there, because you know, I, 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 you know, over the years, I've actually met a number of converts. I would say about eighty percent of them have said the same thing to me, and that is, is if I if I had known about this Noahide thing, I probably would have done that (laughs) instead of and i've I've heard this over and over and over again and this wasn't something that was available to them and i think it was the the intention the desire to do something do do the you know to serve a shim but there were no other alternatives available to them but at the same time when they got into it they found you know you know wow this is quite an obligation this is more than i imagined or there were challenges that they weren't expecting to face now i will say that they you know a lot of these people are actually very good you know jews and they and they and they uh you know keep the mitzvot and everything but and it has helped them yes absolutely but it's a it's it's a real challenge for them and i think that a lot of them probably would have been much happier just remaining in noahide 
I'm, well, I'm, I have to tell you, for myself personally, you know, there's not, and I'm not saying it's it's a, a cakewalk to be a Jewish woman, but there's far less obligations on a Jewish woman than on incumbent on the men. And I really, I, I, in fact, I told Rabbi Yoel Schwartz once that I said, I, sometimes I just think I will expire if I don't become a daughter of Israel before <laughs> I die. And he gave me some food for thought that um, really helped me through uh, a very difficult time. First of all, with my husband not seeing he could take that on, and for, for me to take it on, we would have to divorce. Well, how does that honor Hashem, to break up a loving home in order for me to follow my dream? And one of the, the, the motivations of my heart since I was a child is that I want to please my Creator. And it's not about, as an adult, I, I can see it now, it's not about what I want, it's what He has created me to do. And that's quite a different thing. And Rabbi Schwartz said to me when I was sharing that, that hunger with him, he said, Hashem has created you as a Gentile for his own reasons. And I'm paraphrasing, but basically the message was, because of the understanding of Torah that I have at this point in my life, that I would be far more valuable to the Jewish people trying to help share the Torah message for the Gentile world than to becoming one of many converts. And he was not degrading converts at all. Everyone has their own mission to fulfill. But I thought, ooh, Hashem did create me for his own reason and design. And that that gave me pause to really bow to his will in my life. Well, I can... do what I wanted to do. I can definitely speak from experience that that I think Rabbi Schwartz's words were were very true. I mean, having gone to the uh, conference you put on with Rabbi Greenbaum... That was not only a blessing, I think, to Jews in the area, but also to the various Noahides who got to, to, to come to that. So I think that we probably would have uh, lost out on something very special if uh, you had decided to convert. So I'm, I'm glad you stuck around. Well, you know, there are just so many opportunities as a Noahide. One of the things that, that we rejoice in doing is, is some of the Jewish people that we uh, have become friends with that perhaps are not as observant as they could be is to encourage them, to encourage the children. You know, when you can tell a Jewish child who's always being pulled by the calling of the world, you know, to want to to be able to (laughs) go do all the fun things and what have you, to be able to to express to them how special and unique that they are and how much the world needs them, that's one of our greatest joys. Well, and the other very interesting thing is that we have Isaiah 56, uh, and I won't get into all of it, but uh, towards the end of it, it is talking about the, the Gentiles specifically and that uh, Hashem's house will be called a house for all people. Oh, well, if all people convert to Judaism, then that makes Isaiah 56 a false prophecy. <laughs> which, you know, and, and of course, everyone would say that, well, not everyone's going to convert. Well, that's that's true, but it uh, also could be because we're not all supposed to convert. Because you're exactly right. Hashem created us for a purpose. And who better than a former Christian or former Muslim or former Buddhist, whatever the case might be, who better to approach those who are still caught up in that to to talk with them? I mean, we have first-hand experience. It's far more difficult for a Jew to do that than it is for people like you and I. 
That's true. That's so, and, true. I, and I was thinking, and, and Adam kind of... We can McDonald's on Saturday having a cheeseburger with them and tell them about the Torah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and then you could talk to them about, well, you know, this burger really isn't kosher, but... Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's for another day, folks. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I, I, I did want to uh, talk about something. Adam kind of jumped way ahead of me here on, on this. <laughs> I, I wanted to find out if there was anything... In particular, was there a single thing at a single point in your lives that you realized that we are on the wrong path and motivated you to research and, and study Judaism? Was, was there any event that caused that? Well, there's not just a day when the light came on. Okay. Well, that, No, 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 that's not actually true. Actually, there was a day when that happened, but leading up to that was a very gentle Progression. I mean, Hashem was so merciful in the way that he extracted us from error. Uh, it was a progression of studying, going first from being in a, a, a Protestant church situation to studying the Hebrew roots of Christianity to being involved in Messianic Judaism. But the more that we studied Torah, the more that I realized that things that I was embracing in the church world could not possibly be true, or else the Torah would be false, and that can't be what Hashem gave first is going to be the truth, not what came later. Right. And as as our studies carried us deeper, one of the things on our path is that we went to hear Rabbi Tovia Singer, who his outreach was to his own people to get them to come on and keep Torah. And he certainly was not expecting that Gentiles would come and hear what he had to say and, and leave idolatry. <laughs> but we yeah. did. That's the cumulative effect that it had. And... Things like this along along the path, and one of his his uh, lectures about how you don't have to have blood for atonement that was the turning point. It was like, okay, if you can have atonement without that, then why in the world did the J man have to be beaten to a bloody nub? Which, by the way, would not make him a good sacrifice anyway. Right. <laughs> of course. And 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 so that sent me every time my husband would he was a railroad engineer, and every time he would get on the train and go to work. I would run to the library, and I devoured the Catholic encyclopedias, the the pagan religion books, and the more I studied, the more... It was like three months that I was in total shock with the realization that my whole relationship with the Almighty was predicated on a lie. And all the things that we had done our whole adult life to promote that, I was just in abhorrent shock about the whole thing. My sweet husband was so kind, he, he did not, he was not quite on that page with me yet, and he just attributed my stupor to mid, a midlife crisis, <laughs> and just was so gentle and patient with me, as, as if you know Lonnie, he just, that's just who he is. Go, go see a doctor, right? Pardon? Go see a doctor, right? Here, here's a Camaro, you know. <laughs> Well, Lonnie's a, a a good man, and and uh, I've met him, you know, myself, as you well know, and uh, he is just a, a a wonderful human being, an all around nice guy. Um, he, is. he totally is. And, Thank and, you. <laughs> and, and it's nice that uh, you you both you know came on on the the journey together. Uh, him a little bit later, but it's the same story with my wife and I. We we're fortunate enough to to be able to cling to each other when when the roller coaster ride really began. Right. Uh, you know, you feel so alone. And you're you're very grateful to Hashem that you do have a partner uh, in this because the roller coaster ride oh, is uh, it's you know it's quite the ride. I mean, it definitely has its ups and downs. Well, you know, my husband made the the 
decision, and it had to be a decision. We had gone from church to church to church. As I said, I I, I had such a hunger to know Hashem and to, to want to get as close to Him as I could and to just want to please Him. And that was a just I could not quite get there on the path we were on before Torah. And um, so he, he had been right there with me as we'd gone from church to church, different denominations, trying to find a deeper walk with Hashem, not knowing his thing as Hashem at that time. So I didn't tell I determined. I said, this is going to be the very last straw. I'm sure it is. I'm not telling him that, that the J-man doesn't, is nothing, you know. <laughs> but, you know, he had such a relationship with our pastor right. and loved and trusted him so much. He finally told him in a conversation they had. And I have to tell you, Lonnie was as mad as a mashed cat when to, to think <laughs> her whole life had just been ugh, <laughs> wrong. But he he sat down and he studied and he realized that it was the truth. But he had to make a decision to stay with me. He said, I knew that if we weren't on the same page with our relationship to the Almighty, there's no way our marriage would survive. So he stuck it out to study just for the sake of our marriage. And is so, I'm so thankful and so is he that he didn't run away. What a guy. <laughs> we, we, we probably need to do an interview with Lonnie, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps he'd be willing. I don't know. He's not as verbal as I am. <laughs> well, I think that's just a, a, a wonderful approach to this whole thing because uh let's face it uh, we you know the, the the two in fact adam's going to be going through this here in the very near future uh, the two yeah. shall become one and you know <laughs> so, you. so having uh, having a partner in this journey uh, certainly makes it uh, a whole lot easier you know being single makes it a little bit more difficult though you have a little bit more freedom to explore but I was thinking, too, as you were sharing this, did you find that studying the Torah, uh, knowing everything that you knew and being confused, when you started studying the Torah, did it like just make all the sense in the world to you, almost so much oh, sense did. that it was scary? It did. We, we actually we went to Israel in 1990 right before the Gulf War, something I'd wanted to do my whole adult life. We, we figured in 1990 we'd better do that or we might not get to. We didn't know how heated things would get in the Middle East. And I, I can't even tell you what Hashem did to me while I was there. I Just being in the land, it, it sounds kind of corny, but I, I have used this phrase before. It's, it's almost as though Hashem took the star of David and circumcised my heart and opened my eyes. And I came back home ashamed of myself for not being excited about all these fights that were, where the J-man's supposed to have walked, which is what I thought would be so thrilling. And all I wanted to do was just stay at the wall and, and cry. I mean, it... it it was a very profound experience, and it affected me in ways that I did not understand. But we returned home, and within a year, we were in a Torah study in Palestine, Texas, where we lived at the time. And as I, as I would study and read and hear, we also began to learn Hebrew. And it was so many times the antithesis of what I had been taught and embraced all my life, and yet I knew it was truth. I heard it, and I, I, I knew this is it. This is what I have been searching for for 50 years. Excellent. Andrea, I don't want to cut you off here. Just hang on to that enthusiasm because we are going to be coming back. We need to uh, take a break here. We bumped up against the uh, bottom of the hour pretty quickly. So okay. please hang on with us. We want you to come on back. Folks, you stay with us also because we're going to be concluding our discussion with Andrea. So hang on there with us. Let's go ahead and take that break, Adam. See you in just a minute.
If you're interested in making Aliyah or want to be interested in making Aliyah, listen to the Aliyah Revolution. Our job is to explain to people how they can get here too. We're going to give people ways that they can make their dream a reality. Listen to the Aliyah Revolution on Israel National Radio every Thursday, 6 p.m. Israel time, 11 a.m. U.S. Eastern time. There's a crisis going on. The nation is under threat. And Israel National News, Arut Sheva, Israel National Radio, it's a small group of us that feed the world, the Zionist community, about what is happening in the Holy Land. And we provide the balance. We provide the information when folks want to know what's happening. That's Tovia Singer, the Chief Rabbi of News Talk Radio, live every Tuesday through Thursday and archived on IsraelNationalRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you stuck around to the other side of the break. Adam, you're still here with me, right? If not in mind, then at least partially in spirit. No, I'm here completely 100%. <laughs> well, I don't know how you could be otherwise. Andrea was so excited. She and I, was. And, and I cut her off. I'm embarrassed. I apologize. But uh, you know how it is in the radio world. I, I think it, I think it set, me, set my imagination off a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. So, And we also had some, some words we got to exchange with Andrea afterwards. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, well, and folks, if you recall, we were talking a little bit about uh, the study of Torah and, and how uh, we and Andrea in particular, uh, with all the knowledge that we had and being confused, that all of a sudden the study of Torah and the commentators, it, it made so much sense that it was, well, for me anyway, it was almost scary it made so much sense. I had to keep going back over and over and over again because it couldn't possibly be this easy. And yet there it was. Hashem tells us his Torah is not in the heavens. It is here. It is easy to understand if you're willing to do the homework. So, Andrea, I apologize for cutting off your enthusiasm. Why don't you bubble yourself right back in here and and get us all going again? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, I have to tell you, I've always been a a digger in the Bible. You know, I've I've always studied. and, And when I was in the church world, again, it's a paradox to think that I was so out to lunch that I would see the contradictions and yet, not doubt that I was doing the right thing to some degree because I don't know if you remember, but in I think it's probably the, one of the last verse in the book of John, if there's any Christians listening, you'll understand this, talks about if, if all the things that J-Man did were written down, probably all the books in the world couldn't contain. So when I would come up against these contradictions, I would just think, well, you know, that's the, the answer's got to be in that somehow. They just didn't write it all down, which is really when, when you – intellectually that's just silly when you, when you step back and think of it but when you're in, immersed in it you don't have the clarity of thought to realize that that all these contradictions that are taught in the church world can't possibly i mean hashem and his love for us would not leave us to just have to face things and fill in the blank when things don't make sense that's not his way when you study torah it it explains to your intellect to your your spiritual thinking it, it's just so clear that this is truth and ways of peace and pleasantness and everything good. And I know that in our early search and study of the Torah, we were thinking, again, not having rabbis to to help us understand, if you just study the Torah and the Tanakh on the surface, you're not going to get the whole story. And there's so many things in our messianic phase of our path that we were trying to apply to ourselves as Gentiles that really are only for the Jew. And I've come against a lot of people that that offends them. 
But one of the things that um, I like to, to tell people so that they will understand, look, Hashem is the one that made the plan. The Jewish people are the ones that are set apart to keep the, tr- the truth pure and to teach it to the nations so we will know how to properly walk before Hashem. And, if again, if that's offensive to anyone, in, in the seven levels of creation that Hashem has made, all the way from the mineral world to the, to the high priest, a Noahide is the only one who has the opportunity to change our status. If we think that's not fair and we want to be able to, to uh, be the light to the nations, we have the opportunity to make that choice and to convert to Orthodox Judaism. Out of all seven levels of creations, we're the only one that can change. Right. So there's no reason to be offended or jealous or anything else. Hey, Andrea, you had mentioned before the break, and maybe you can expand on it now, you had mentioned you, you, you began your first Torah teaching in Palestine, Texas. What what was that like? Who did you study with? How did that develop? <laughs> well, actually, it's Palestine. It's a different pronunciation in East Texas. Um, <laughs> there was a gentleman who had worked for the Jerusalem Post, uh, and because he was, was not a Jew, when that job was filled by a Jewish person, he lost his green card and had to come back to, to the States. But he was uh, uh, very conversant in, in Torah, and he was my first Hebrew teacher and my first Torah teacher. And this was within a year of us returning from our first trip to Israel, and our then Southern Baptist minister, who's now an Orthodox Jew living in the land with all of his family, uh, invited us to a Torah study on Tuesday night that this gentleman was teaching there in East Texas. And again, even though so much of what I was being exposed to was completely different from what I had always thought was the truth, deep down in my knower, I knew, I knew that I was hearing the truth. And it was a process to be able to come to grips with that and to, to um, be at peace with the fact that I had been really promoting the wrong message for all of my adult life. And at this point, I was 50 years old. So <laughs> that was, that was, um, that was quite a, a lot to take in. But Hashem and His mercy did it gently in stages. He, he extracted us very gently from error, and I just thank Him for that every day. Well, and we can also thank Him for Tuva because it gives us the opportunity to recover from an extended mistake because oh, I, I'm in the same boat as a great many of us actually are. Thankfully, He has brought us out of that boat, and we're now rowing a bigger and better boat. Uh, You know, in my effort to understand a lot of that, Ray, I've asked more than one rabbi, and I finally quit asking because I always got the same answer. What about all that that I did back there that, you know, thinking I was serving him? And to to a man, they all said the same thing. Hashem is looking at the heart. He's looking at the heart, and, and he knows the beginning from the end. And so you just don't worry about that. Chuva, yes, I absolutely had to beg him to forgive me for all of that error and promoting that error, but it didn't shock him. Well, and it is indeed all part of the journey because uh, I have to respond to that very question uh, with people that are are going through the the early stages of the struggle. And I, I, too, have to tell them that, you know what, it's a journey that Hashem prepared you for a purpose. Yes. So so accept it and embrace it from that standpoint rather than beating yourself up uh, for your, the, the error because the error is, is now being corrected and you can now do something about that. Well, and I, and I have to say for anyone who's in that struggle, 
I was such a proactive Christian. My husband and I didn't just go to church three times a week. I mean, we had events in our home almost on a daily basis, either Bible study or prayer groups or youth groups or homeless people or you name it. I mean, our our whole focus was, you know, we want to serve the God of the universe and and share with people the love. And, of course, we thought that we knew the way to get to Hashem. We didn't, but that's okay. And And so... I was in such a state of grief when I realized that that had all been wrong. It, it made me really not trust my own instincts. It made me wonder if I really knew God at all. Um, that's something that I had to work through. But, you know, and another thing, I so missed having the the unity, you know, being side by side with people of like mind. And I came, though, that this is... Uh, a part of my journey that I treasure. Hashem, again, gently and over a period of time, helped me to realize that I had depended on a lot of those props rather than truly trusting in Him. Right. You know, the, the comfort and the strength that you get in unity is wonderful. But take those away, and it really was just me and my Creator. Right. And that was a very terrifying place to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet it corrected some of my frivolous attitudes. It really helped refine my desire to really do what I've always wanted to do, and that's please Him. So if anyone is feeling that way, embrace it, allow Hashem to use it to strengthen your bond to Him. And don't be afraid of being corrected. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the more I realize that my whole life is, is just a learning that i don't know much <laughs> it's, it's so funny um it's, it's so funny that uh you, you know you you make prayers and you know and you ask hashem from the bottom of your heart to show you the path and show you the truth and and you know yada 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 and then he does it and you're like going what in the world are you thinking god you know what <laughs> what have you done to me you know and he, <laughs> and, but eventually you come and you go well okay thank you yes it did have its you know positive so you know um, but I mean, I think, you know, when you come through the other side of that and you can look back at it, you can go, you know, wow, what an amazing, you know, series of events. I, you know, I'm so thankful that oh, I am where I am now. So merciful. And there's no way, there's no way that anyone could orchestrate this except the creator of the universe. I mean, the, the, the story is too strange. <laughs> well, and orchestration is probably a good word, but also partnership. Because if you and Lonnie were not willing to participate in this journey, quite frankly, he couldn't have done it without you. (laughs) Because you were a big part of it. You have to be willing to accept the truth regardless of where it falls. But even prior to that, you have to be willing to do the homework to get to the truth. That's true. And, and you've done it, and, and the majority of us have done that. We, you, you almost have to. It's an, it's an imperative. And, you know, you mentioned using the, we'll use Christianity as a, the, the example, is so much of it is, is props, the, the unity, the people, the, the gatherings. And I think, in a way, that experience that we go through, especially early, early on, is Hashem's way of breaking us down, kind of like the military does. They get these young bucks in there, and, you know, they know it all. And by the time they're done with boot camp, they know nothing and know that they know nothing. And tell their <laughs> drill sergeant they know nothing. But, and, 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 and that's just a, a process of breaking them down 
and rebuilding them. And I believe that's part of the process that Hashem does as well, so long as we're willing to participate in it. This reminds me of, uh, you know, we did the interview with Sam uh, Peak, Right. And one of the things that, uh, bring, that comes to mind as we're talking to Andre here is that uh, Sam mentioned that uh, one of the things that the sages say about um, Avraham is that he was alone. He was truly alone. Right. And this is something that a lot of Noahides seem to mirror this aspect of, of aloneness. But I think, though, going through that period of, of feeling alone, again, like you know, you were saying, Andrea, that it, it seems to kind of Hashem is sort of fixing you a little bit. He's, he's kind of guiding you. He's, he's, he's making the, the, the relationship between the two of you the priority and making it sort of the focus, and that's allowing you to actually draw closer to him. Yes, and, and, and that's really what, don't we all want that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it never ceases to amaze me uh, whenever, as I said, we were really involved in our community and kind of known, you know, for being for our Christian faith. And when we backed away from that, we were shocked to learn that the people that we loved also backed away from us. And when I would try to pursue it with any of them, it was basically... They just didn't want to think about that they'd been wrong. They couldn't imagine that they would upset their family by changing. You know, they didn't want to be intellectually honest enough to examine the reasons why. One lady came and asked me one day why, and and I shared with her two things. First of all, the lineage of the J-man makes it impossible for him to be anything, and the fact that there's no blood sacrifice required. And she said, stop. You've given me a lot to think about, but I really can't hear anymore. I've got to go home and think about this. But then she never did, for her own reasons. I don't know. Does sure. Hashem love her? Absolutely. Does he see her heart? Yes, he does. But I don't know. Some people are willing to step forward and pursue this, no matter what the cost, and some are not. And I don't it's, know why that it's, is. It's quite a it's quite a, a sacrifice sometimes you have to make. I mean, with Avraham, it was getting up, leaving your family, and leaving your country, and I think that Noahides who have gone through this process, in a lot of ways, that's exactly what they've had to do in one form or another is, is yeah. in some way sort of step away and say, is following Hashem what's most important to me? Or, or is it, um, you know, having uh, some of these things that seem important but really are secondary? And it's not that you lose these things forever. You actually, once you've kind of gotten to where Hashem wants you, you start regaining, you know, these uh, these things, um, right? And that's a and that's a painful process too, Adam. That that people need to uh, recognize and acknowledge. And the pain doesn't go away. You and Hashem working together can bring some levels of comfort uh, with that. And that is the study of Torah and and coming yeah. to these realizations, these truths, and that fills your heart with joy. But it's difficult to, in one fell swoop, set aside all your friends, all your co-workers, all, you know, right. anyone who is anyone in your previous right. religious life. It's very, very difficult, and it's a painful process. And you, you know who this reminds me of a little bit? Kind of, I'm sitting here thinking about what Job went through. Job, before he went through all the afflictions, I mean, the popular idea of Job is that, you know, Hashem is testing him, and that's what the whole thing is about. And I think there's certain, I think to a certain degree, Hashem is showing what a faithful servant, you know, Job is. But I think at the same time, if you think about it, that you have Job before he goes through all these trials and sufferings and tribulations, and then you have Job afterward. And the Job afterwards is actually, in some ways, a hero. He's a, he's a person that I think we can all appreciate more 
than the job beforehand because a lot more because the job beforehand he i mean really he wasn't challenged he you know he he believed correctly and he he did what he was supposed to but uh in some ways afterwards he he'd sort of earned it he really kind of had had uh earned it and whatever character flaws he might have had i think he came out of a lot of those and uh, i think that that's kind of a necessary process that people have to go through to to you know right to to really get on this Noah high path and then once you, i think once you've gotten past that once you've really gotten past it and dealt with what you need to deal with then i think you the, the next step is not to then go okay i'm a Noah high I, I have no obligations now to do anything i think the obli- i think the next step after that is say i'm a noahide i'm here what can I do? What can I do to make you know my to make this uh, this newfound understanding and relationship with Hashem available not just to myself but even to others? Right. Well, Andrea, let me ask you something because I know that a lot of folks who are no hides and, and going through the struggle early on are always curious about this, and I was early on as well. Your family. Uh, how did you and your family uh, would deal with the the being you know set apart more or less? Can you share some of that with us? Well, I guess I can say that we didn't handle it very well. <laughs> um, even while my husband and I were still uh, in church, um, leaning toward the Messianic Judaism, uh, which obviously is not the way either. But right. we tried to explain to them. We, we first we began to withdraw from the holidays we were learning about how pagan the christian holidays are and when you stop doing christmas with your grandchildren mm. that mm-hmm. that caused a lot of anger and hurt because we didn't uh we we thought we tried to explain to them our reasons and we very plainly let them know that that uh, their relationship with Hashem was personal and we were not trying to get them to do what we did. We just wanted to give them information so that they, they would not be hurt and confused. But of our four children, they reacted in different ways, some to complete separation from us and, and denying the grandchildren access and, and what have you, to being mildly irritated with us. Uh, there were that range of responses. I would say that it really has affected the closeness that we have with our children and grandchildren. I would tell you quickly, as soon as the grandchildren go off to college, they come right back to us. Um, <laughs> There's always something special about grandma and grandpa, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as I said earlier, it's it's a chapter, it's a phase that we're in right now that, that it remains painful, but it, the story's not ended. So uh, that's that's just the reality of what we've experienced. It, but let me tell you how good Hashem is. Probably sometime in the last eight years, our second daughter decided to finish her college degree. And she registered for her first semester of going back just at the last minute and only had two classes available to her. One of them was world religions. And she ended up coming to me and she said, okay, I have to write a paper on a religion, not my own, and so I need you to help me understand Judaism. And I said, well, honey, we're not Jews. And she said, well, what are you then? And that gave me the opportunity <laughs> to share with her. And she got an A on her paper, and she did tell her sisters. And, you know, so that was that was a step of them understanding. Hashem is truly an awesome Isn't God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so that's why I say, you know, they all love Hashem, too. They do. They, they are varying degrees of their intensity of their Christian walk. But he knows all that, so I just continue to love them and to 
be who I am and to invite them, keep the door open, and be involved in their, their life as much as they will allow and leave the rest to Hashem. I don't know what else I can do. And let me tell you, it took me a long time to get to that emotionally as a mother and grandmother. Oh, but, but that's He loves all of his creation. And if I can't trust him with my kids, <laughs> I can't trust him with anything. And, and I do trust him. Well, I can't uh, agree any more than that. Absolutely. Because uh, that, that is uh, bold truth right there, my friends. Because if you don't have faith in Hashem, you have nothing. And quite frankly, people are, are better off being a Christian than they are an atheist. At least yeah. as a Christian, they have uh, some levels of spirituality already. They have some teachings and awareness uh, of, of a God. Uh, they're yeah. just a little misguided. And that's it because we've all been there. I mean, we've all sat yeah. in the same pew. And you know what? When you get up and get out of that pew, yeah, you're going to get a lot of strange looks. And, and you know, that's to be expected. But you need to embrace that because, as you know, it has already been shared in the show, that uh, that's a time when Hashem can truly work with you without outside interference. And with pew, I'd spell that P-U. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that was very bad. But uh, it would be hard for me to edit that one out. <laughs> but we are uh, closing in on the uh, uh, end of the show. Uh, Andrea, I just you know, wanted to you know, really thank you for being with us. And uh, do you have any closing remarks for our listeners uh, who are going through this struggle? Oh, wow. Well, just know that from... Before the beginning of time, Hashem had a plan for your life. And if you're hungry to know Him, He, he will help you. He will lead you and, and help you find everything that your heart desires. And, and don't forget that none of us know much, and you just have to really let Him be the boss. And Torah is the blueprint for creation. It's just, it is the answer to everything in the world. It truly is. Attach Amen. yourself to Torah. Find a find a rabbi if you can that's willing to teach you as a Noahide. Avail yourself to all of the the Noahide groups that now they are in cyberspace right now. By and large, one of the things that I so hope to see happen in my lifetime is communities develop where our young ones, especially, I have such a concern for the young ones, both Jew and Gentile. But for our Gentile kids, they they need schools. They need playmates they need people to marry they need for this to to not die with this generation and to go forward there's a lot of things that that are needed uh in order for for this to be something that people can attach themselves to and be comfortable not everybody is as stubborn as i am and (laughs) is able to to withstand that's just who i am it doesn't make me anybody special it's just the the bend of my soul that hashem gave me and there's some people that really need the community for this to, to be. Sure. I've had say, well, where do I go? Where do I study? Where do I worship? And there's nothing wrong with that. Not um, at all. And, in fact, that's probably a, a, a wonderful place to, to kind of leave this. And, uh, again, Andrea, we so appreciate you coming on board with Adam and I today and, and sharing with us in the audience. It was a great deal of fun, yeah. It, it really was. And uh, we look forward to uh, uh, seeing you again. And in the meantime, please, my friends, always look to the heavens for your strength in Hashem. 
because I, I assure you, he is always looking out for you. I believe in the living of a Torah life, and I believe that living in the land of Israel is exactly where God wants the Jewish people to live that life of Torah. Torah Tidbits Audio is brought to you on Arut Sheva, www.israelnationalradio.com. When it comes to spreading Torah to our fellow Jews, we don't have a limit. Sometimes I get so depressed when I read about Israel in the newspaper, but then I can go and download Israel National Radio programs. They get me excited about being Jewish, about living in Israel. I love the enthusiasm of their hosts like Yishai Fleischer, Tovia, and Tamar, and all the rest of the INR show hosts. It makes me so happy to listen to them. www.israelnationalradio.com Spreading the light of Israel around the world.